everyone, Bob WP here, episode 142 of Do The Woo. I am here with Brad Williams. Hey, Brad, how you doing? Good. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing good. We're, we're two-thirds through summer. How do you feel about that? It's going fast. It felt like it was snowing yesterday, and now it's... <laughs> Now it's like a hundred degrees, and before you know it, it'll be snowing again. So yeah, really, it is going fast. But I'm looking forward to fall, cooler yeah. weather, leaves falling, you know, hot drinks, fires, all that good stuff. Yeah, I've heard that pretty consistently. A lot of people looking, especially after this summer, looking forward to fall. Well, I want to dive right into this because we have a a lot to talk about. Some good things happening with our guest. Uh, I'd like to welcome. Joseph McClellan uh, from Motifact. Hey, Joseph, welcome to the show. Hey, Bob. Thank you. It's cool to be here. <laughs> and and you're in, I know you're in kind of a hot spot too, aren't you? I mean, I'm not, I don't want to say that in the wrong kind of way in these days, but weather-wise. Yeah, it seems like the whole country is a hot spot right now, but yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, living in Phoenix, I am always looking forward to summer being over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you are a little warmer there than than probably by Bob or myself. Yeah, our our fall starts and it's like everybody else's summer. It's like nice out, right? So I'm I'm looking forward to the to the shorts and t-shirt weather after the horrible heat of the summer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's an interesting perspective, huh? Anyway, well, cool. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Typically, but I, you know, the first question that comes out of our mouths is, you know, how do you do the woo? Just tell us a little bit of what you do in the woo space. Yeah, sure. So, uh, Mode Effect, working for Mode Effect, we do a lot of e-commerce um, sites, and we actually have a shop that does ASP.NET storefront, and we also have a shop that does WooCommerce. So, that's where I grew up in the web <laughs> development industry working on WooCommerce sites and, and I guess actually prior to WooCommerce sites, just WordPress in general. So, um, Cody and I have a long history together, like eight years or so. I have to, don't, don't fact check me on that. I could be a little, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So like, we've got a lot of clients, uh, we're building some cool things with WooCommerce right now and, uh, looking forward to, uh, doing even more cool stuff in the future. All righty. Well, so you mentioned WordPress and then WooCommerce. Can you kind of encapsulate a little bit your journey, you know, how you got into WordPress and then how WooCommerce came along? Uh, wow. My journey is kind of interesting, I guess. Well, to me anyway. I actually started out, I found WordPress when I was in college. Um, I was in school for business and finance and I was really into like personal finance and like investing and just stuff like that. So I actually started a finance blog and just set it up using WordPress. I knew nothing about WordPress at the time. I wanted to do stuff to the blog that I didn't know how to do just out of the box with WordPress and um, just plugins that were available. So I started diving into CSS a little bit and from there digging into some PHP, et cetera. So yeah, my, my personal finance blog got me into WordPress. I was going to say, that's a very typical uh, story. That's pretty much how I think a lot of us, including myself, okay. got involved, started a blog. Right. Everyone said WordPress was the blogging tool to use and wanted to start changing things. <laughs> For sure. 
And I don't know if you're all like me, but let the blog languish at that point. So I can't remember the last time I updated my personal finance blog. <laughs> so how did this WooCommerce thing come into play? Uh, it was just a decision that Cody and John, the other uh, co-founder of the company, decided just to pivot into doing WooCommerce, e-commerce work. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that, like I said, we have another team that does storefront, right? And they already were e-commerce consultants and Cody and John got together and kind of merged their two companies years ago um, and decided to just make the entire company focused on e-commerce. So that's that's where we pivoted, I guess, into e-commerce. Yeah, and that's Bob. I mean, that's something we've seen in the past, well, however many years is, well, you know, WordPress, there's a ton of work in WordPress. Um, it's It can be hard to market to the WordPress, you know, uh, global global sphere, if you will, because how do you market to, yeah, we could build anything and everything with WordPress. It's a hard message to get across. But what we've seen in the past five, six, seven years or so is people really niching down Mm-hmm. Um, even further into WordPress, like like Cody um, and, and you guys have done over there at Mode Effect, where they said, great, yes, we focus on WordPress, but we're going even further than that. We focus on a particular application of WordPress, which is WooCommerce and, and e-commerce stores. So um, I think that's genius, especially for anyone listening that might be trying to get into um, you know, the commercial side of WordPress um, as a, either starting a business or working with somebody. But um, you know, find that niche that, that really... Um, resonates with you and, and then go all in. It's just a much easier thing to market. You know, you're marketing WooCommerce, you're marketing e-commerce versus just, we can build a website that does anything. It's a hard message to sell. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's where we fell. Like at the time we were all over the place, like making sites for anybody and everybody. Like you said, Brad, and it's just easier to, it's, it's better to focus. It's easier to focus, uh, not just from a sales perspective, but you know, now, like all of our consultants and developers are e-commerce experts. Let's move over a little bit. I, I kind of want to talk about maybe some of the stuff you're doing in Mode Effect, you know, projects and clients. But what's interesting, we caught you at the cusp of just making a acquisition of a plugin shop. And this is something that you're seeing more and more in the space and people are diversifying their, you know, basically what they're um, doing. So let's you disamplify plugins and I I don't know where we want to start. Maybe, you know, initially why, or what was the idea behind wanting to actively seek that out? Or was it something that fell into your lap? It was an active look. We, it didn't just fall into our lap. I, 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 Honestly, I don't know the story of specifically how we found Scott. I mean, I know Cody knew Scott already, um, as I'm sure John did, just from meetups, uh, et cetera, right? But yeah, it, it was intentional. Absolutely. We've been looking to move more into a, a product space on the WooCommerce side as well. Um, and we've built a couple of custom unreleased plugins for our clients that we think do good things to commerce sites. Um, and we didn't, but we don't really have a product expert on the team. Right. So we made the cons, uh, the conscious decision to go out and try to find someone who could help us with products. And that's where Scott came in. Yeah. So we're pretty excited. I'm excited. 
to have him on the team. Looking forward to picking his brain. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like a good fit. You know, you look at going into a product space, you know, at first being an agency and then going into product space might on the surface sound a little bit odd. But if you look at it, I mean, these products line up with exactly what you're doing over there at Mode Effect. These are WooCommerce specific products, plugins, add-ons for for WooCommerce and WordPress. Um, so out of the gate, it's it's kind of a, it, it just makes a lot of sense. It's not like some arbitrary plugin that just is making sales and you want to bring it under the umbrella. It's it's an add-on enhancement for your clients. Um, and I'm sure we continue to grow that side of the house, grow those products. And who doesn't like making money when they sleep, right? So having some product income is, is never a bad thing, in my opinion. Diversify a little bit. Why don't you tell us more what you specifically do at Mode Effect, what your position is and, you know, what your your role is? Uh, my role now is project manager. So I, you know, I'm in charge of making sure stuff gets done <laughs> um, and wrangling developers and designers and clients for that matter. So. Like I said, I started out with Cody sort of, well, actually, I didn't specify this. I started out with Cody as a front-end developer, so mostly just a CSS wrangler. I know enough JavaScript and PHP to break stuff, but I wouldn't really consider myself a full-stack developer by any means either. We've been growing a little bit, like, not just with the plugin acquisition. We're trying to bring on more full-time developers as well, and we didn't have a official project manager up until last year. So um, I kind of took the step into that role just to help keep things moving along and keep everybody on task and organized and whatnot. So that is my role. I'm sure just going from a developer, you know, into like product manager or just, you know, overseeing that, well, one overseeing developers is a fun challenge in itself, right? Um, But having come from that background, that obviously lends itself some strengths to that role. Um, I'm curious, uh, with, you know, Bob and I like to talk about trends in e-commerce and especially with, with WordPress and Gutenberg and all the block-based, um, components that are available and, and the trends of, you know, uh, Gutenberg first, you know, uh, JavaScript react first kind of build. We mean, are you seeing the same thing on the e-commerce side? Are, are, you know, clients interested in that? Is it more of something that you're bringing to them to pitch or to talk about? Or are they coming to you um, with those questions? I'm curious how the mindset of, you know, an e-commerce business owner as some of these kind of, you know, platform changing enhancements are coming um, and have been coming for a few years now around Gutenberg um, and specifically around WooCommerce. You know, what are you seeing? Like are clients join it? Do they not even care? Um, just curious about the trends you're seeing on that side. So what I'm seeing is they don't care that much. Um, I mean, e-commerce, like shop owners, their biggest concern is conversions, right? And for the most part, I haven't really had a client come to me and ask specific questions about the tech and how things work. They just want an easy way to add products and convert products. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I haven't really had a chance to geek out with anybody on the client side about any of the cool stuff that WordPress is doing <laughs> recently, at least. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I think on the content side, like, um, outside of e-commerce, we're just talking about, you know, big media sites, um, or just media sites in general, they don't have to be huge, but I feel like that area, uh, at least from my perspective with my company is we're seeing a lot more of that, you know, coming in the door with that in mind, right? Hey, we want to, we want to, upgrade, right? When you get to Gutenberg, most of the clients, most people out there probably dabbled with WordPress 
mm-hmm. uh, might even already be on WordPress. So it's less about selling WordPress and more about let's talk about like the next, you know, iteration of, of WordPress, which is really, you know, making it block based and, and fully support Gutenberg, um, you know, and build, build it out with that in mind. So on the media side, we're seeing a lot of clients come in the door that already have that mindset. They want that. Um, or existing clients were having conversations of, okay, do we want to start rolling that out? Do we want to look at revamping the site or upgrading the site to support that? So I'm, I, I'm curious. I mean, like you said, conversion is, is, is king, right? That's, that will always be king when it comes to e-commerce is making sales because that's the whole point. Um, I'm very interested in, and as we talk with builders and creators, maybe we'll figure this out, but I'm very interested when e-commerce, when that starts happening on the e-commerce side, when they start saying, hey, we need these more, um, you know, uh, more futuristic tools, if you will, or more drag and drop based components, because it does give them a lot of power, right? If it's built right, it can give them a lot of tools um, and power at their fingertips to help with conversions. So um, I'm interested to see when it, when it will come. I know WooCommerce is our, is behind because it's, you know, it's supposed to be, right? It's, But at some point, I think that shift is going to happen. And I'm very interested to see when it happens. Is it going to be this year? Is it going to be more in the next year? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's a, it's a good question. I, I feel like it's going to happen eventually as well, but I would be surprised if it happened this year, at least from what I'm seeing. I feel like Gutenberg needs to be a little more well-baked. Not that it's not. Like, it's awesome. It's pretty cool already as it is. They've come a long way since they launched it. Um, but yeah, it just seems like most of our e-commerce clients are a little slow to adopt the most re- the newest technologies, right? Yeah. And for good reason. Yeah, and honestly, like, it's hard to be first, you know? So, um, I think once more e-commerce sites, WooCommerce specifically really take hold of this and, um, implement, you know, support Gutenberg and really, uh, either relaunch or whatever, redesign their site to be more block based, um, with Gutenberg support. And then people see that and realize the power of it via, you know, word camps or presentations. And it kind of gets out there. I think it will really help justify the power of it. I think the coolest thing about Gutenberg, in my opinion, with WooCommerce is the fact that it's, you can start manipulating things like the checkout screens um, and the cart screens through uh, Gutenberg and using blocks, which, um, again, if it's, you know, implemented correctly, um, is it could be a bit of a game changer that, you know, store owners could actually have some pretty, make some pretty impactful changes on their checkout or cart screens without code. Right. Is, you know, could seriously be a game changer if it's done correctly. And with, the, you know, <laughs> you don't want anyone just making changes on your cart screen or checkout, but um, I think the idea of that and being able to actually see, oh, here's a store making, you know, tens of millions of dollars a year and they are doing it and using it. Um, I think it's going to kick that door wide open. The question is who's actually going to be out there showing off what they're doing, you know, to kick that door open. Right. Absolutely. Man, I wish I could say we have something in the pipeline that we're going to show off, but I, I don't have a, a current relaunch of a site <laughs> that's fully block driven yet to show off. I'm looking forward to doing one though. Yeah, it's coming. And, and, you know, the, the type of people we have on the show, you know, the builders, the creators are the ones that are going to be building it like you, you know, and your team. So, um, you know, at some point you're right. I want to see that too. And at some point we will get there and it's going to be very exciting. Hey, Bob WP here. And I'd like to take a moment to thank two of our pod friends for their support of do the boo. Whether it's for yourself or a client, you know, the importance of ranking high in Google done right it doesn't have to cost you an arm and a leg in ads now the yo summer school is exactly what you need with four practical workshops that are free it's perfect for the seo beginner or 
if you've been doing this for a while, a great refresh. Join the first session starting August 5th. You will kick it off with email and social media marketing, move into creating quality content with Yoast SEO, how to use internal linking to rank higher, which is actually one of my favorites, and ending with how to stand out in Google search results. And guess what? I'll be there. I'm on for that refresh. So join me. You can register for free over on Yoast.com. More and more clients are wanting a membership site, and I don't see it slowing down. The new WP Quick Start by Nexus is the perfect way to make you and your clients' lives easier to get up and running with that membership site. With packages starting at 49 bucks, you will get fully managed WordPress hosting, the needed plugins and themes including Restrict Content Pro, built-in payment integrations, and multi-level subscription packages plus automated email to stay in touch with your members. There's some really good stuff. Check it out. It's all there for you. Just head over to nexus.net and find the WP Quick Start for a fast and affordable way to build membership sites. And now let's head back to the show. I want to step back to your role as project manager and because you have an interesting perception of it. You know, typically a lot of times a project manager, I don't know, maybe, you know, historically it doesn't always happen within somebody that's already working there. You know, we need a project manager. We're going to bring somebody in at this point. So you have, you know, you have the small freelancer, the small uh, shop that's maybe one or two people and they're, that's kind of how they're happy. Then you have the bigger shops like uh, you and Brad have. Those shops between, you know, that are growing, there's probably a point they may consider or say, hey, we need a project manager. You having been there this for this many years and actually lived it, you know, is what what was the point where, okay, we do need a project manager? What what made that decision and was it, you know, maybe it wasn't something specific. It was just, you know, naturally we're at this point, we need to do it. But is there anything reflecting on that when you took over that it was like, we need somebody dedicated for this? Right. So historically Cody was the PM, right? Like he would keep things moving and keep me on task and whoever else was around at the time. Right. Um, and yeah, I think it's just a matter of, um, once, once mode effect and Morrison consulting merged, um, and became the new mode effect, um, Cody took on more of a leadership, um, perspective, like role and also deeper sales role as well. Um, and just didn't have the time to keep up on projects. So we had an internal chat about it and decided that uh, I'd take over. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't honestly super complicated. I I didn't see it coming necessarily. We talked about it. I was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll take it on. It's been it's been a tough transition. I am not going to lie. Um, going from doing my best to avoid meetings at all costs as a developer to um, doing my best to keep as many meetings as I can to keep things moving. It's like a big transition, right? So it's been tough and I've learned a lot along the way and I'm still learning a lot. 
maybe it would have been a better call to go for an outside project manager, but this is the decision we made and we're going with it, at least for now. <laughs> I mean, that's, and that's the fun thing about small businesses, right? Like, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, there's a lot of ex- experimenting and I, and if you're not in a smaller business or if you haven't ran one, you may not realize that, but it is a lot of exactly what you kind of just described Joseph of, well, let's try this and see if it works, you know, and if it doesn't, we'll pivot or maybe make a few adjustments. But, um, that is how, you know, many of us, probably all of us figure out <laughs> what we're doing here is by trying things. And I always tell the team, you know, the, the classic saying, we're not trying to turn the Titanic here. Like when you're a small business, you know, you can make changes, you can make process changes, you can change roles very quickly, um, and see what works. And very quickly, you'll probably realize if it's a terrible idea and you can pivot, you know, switch back or, or pivot, but, um, you know, trying things, experimenting, I think is one of the, one of the, you know, really kind of fun and exciting sides of, of running a business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it was a catch 22 because in a way it's great because you moved into that role, knowing the business, Somebody wasn't coming in, not knowing how things work, but then at the same time, it was a personal challenge because you were in a totally different role and you were, you know, instead of avoiding the calendar, you were filling the calendar. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's definitely a big mind shift, um, big change. So we've talked about this in quite a few shows and it's interesting to hear as we kind of move along is you know, there was a bump. People saw more people wanting e-commerce sites during this last year and a half. And you being in the role you are, you probably, you know, saw, you know, growth or saw that impact. I'm I'm kind of curious because I've heard it both ways from people as far as now where we're at and kind of moving forward. Is that staying pretty steady? Is there somewhat, you know, less coming to you because of, you know, they feel like, you know, the, the frantic part is over with or something, or is it more of a security for the future? I don't know if you've noticed that as far as kind of the growth on e-commerce sites, um, maybe in just the last, you know, two, three months versus the last, what, 16 months. To me, it feels like it's slowed down a little bit in the past two to three months versus the past 16 months. Yeah, when COVID happened, like nobody knew where we were going to go and or what was going to happen, but it was a boon for e-commerce, right? And like, honestly, we have been busier in the last two years than we've probably ever been, like by a long shot, which is why we're like doing so much hiring and <laughs> training new employees and whatnot. But it has, it does seem to have slowed down a little bit in the past couple of months. People are getting back out, I guess. I don't I don't know if, if companies are just putting less into their so summer slowdown. E-commerce shops now. Yeah. And that's it too. Like you it's usually slow summer. So right. um it's still busy. I still think historically it's busier than it was three years ago, but it has slowed down a little bit. Yeah, I don't I, I, I truly don't think that trend's gonna change because I gotta believe in the in the world we're in now. having everything we've been through at this point, like any business that's going to start is going to be online first, right? You have to be, you have to have that in mind, whether you're a restaurant or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like you're going to have to be thinking about what happens if we have to close, how do we sustain and how do you do that by making it, 
you know, people can buy your items, buy your services online. Um, so I fully expect that all businesses going forward will have, hopefully have that mindset, at least the ones that are <laughs> probably going to make it. Um, and they're going to come to people like mode effect for help, you know, in that effort. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I would agree with you. I think the growth is just going to continue for sure. I mean, and you know, you mentioned that you've been busier in the last two years than ever. Um, it's really interesting when things like this happen and they don't happen often, but when I started web dev studios, it was in 2008. And if it, it kind of at the uh, spring of 2008 and if you remember the timeline there basically the whole economy was collapsing about <laughs> by the fall of 2008 so um in retrospect that while at the time it was scary um that you know all the big massive companies are going under and you know uh housing market was was in a bad spot and and we're I'm starting a company you know it sounds crazy but to your point what you just said what what happened is people realized hey I need to diversify um, so maybe I shouldn't have all my money in stocks, you know, or maybe I shouldn't have all my money in real estate or something. I need to diversify. So we had a lot of, um, customers come into the door through those early days that were exactly that. Um, they were wanting they had an idea that's been in their head for a few years and they said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And, um, so in some strange way, the economic issues around 2008, 2009 actually helped jumpstart web dev studios. Um, and I would imagine to your point that, that we're going to see some similar things probably are, we are already, already seeing similar things with how busy everybody is where in a weird way for certain businesses, this pandemic, um, has, has done well for them. Obviously not everybody, but certainly some. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't, this probably isn't the correct, like uh, phrase, but like desperation breeds necessity. Like for me personally, when I, started on my like self-employment path uh back when i was still a contractor for motofact rather than a full-time employee i had been laid off from a job and i didn't know what else to do i did know that i enjoyed writing code from messing around with my blog so i went to this local like working joint called uh, gangplank here in phoenix and i met cody by uh, by happenstance and the rest is history i guess so very cool. Now, I have a question for both of you, and this is something I thought about. I've never asked, and I don't want to dwell on this last year and a half, but with your existing clients that were doing very well online before everything and you know, continuing to do online very well, did any of them come to you for specific needs during this whole 16 months, not based on, you know, we need to buff things up because we're losing business, but based on what was happening. I mean, on, on my side, we definitely work with, I mean, clients of all size from small business all the way up to like, you know, Microsoft. Uh, and on the larger size, the enterprise side, there was definitely most of our clients d did really well. Um, you know, so we like Campbell soup is one of our clients. They did well, um, you know, selling canned goods is, was, you know, was did well over the pandemic because people were really stocking up, especially early on. If you remember, um, what, what we ended up doing while at first everybody was, everything just kind of stopped because nobody knew what the impact was going to be. Right. So budgets were frozen and projects were paused or, um, or whatever. But, um, what ended up happening is we work with them on a number of initiatives, specifically, 
specifically because of the pandemic, one of them being like the, for kids, it was like a save the snow day campaign. Um, the idea being kids are all home and doing remote learning, but that shouldn't, you know, that shouldn't mean they don't get those special days when you get like a snow day. And, you know, Joseph, you probably, <laughs> yeah. probably don't get many of those. I, Phoenix, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you get like a heat, you know, excessive heat day or something. Heat but, index. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, in, in states that get snow, there are snow days. If there's a big snowstorm, of course, the kids aren't going to go to st- school. It's dangerous. And that's a really special day for a kid, right? Unexpected day off of school and you go sledding all day and it's magical. So we we were helping with specific campaigns around stuff like that, which I thought was really cool because it was, yes, there's obviously the marketing angle to it, but um, it was, it also felt like good causes that they were trying to really help, um, you know, with kids and, and other things through their campaigns. So, um so that, that, that was interesting and, and fun and, and really what we saw throughout the pandemic, stuff like that. But is there anything, Joseph, that kind of stands out to you? Or We've had a few clients that we've rebuilt their uh, e-commerce sites or in the process of doing so over the last, like since COVID started back in March last year. But to my knowledge, as far as I know, it was already pre-planned. Like so, some of these redesigns take a while uh, sometimes between the design phase which can drag on to development it it can take sometimes like six months to a year i mean honestly it's going to depend on the client but but yeah this is this has really been a this has been a great show joseph i think it's always interesting to hear just other you know different people's perspectives um you know builders and creators and obviously you have an interesting path going from a developer into more of a uh, kind of a pm role or product manager role. Um, so definitely some different experiences and, you know, looking at, um, the same thing from very different ways. You know, I thought that what you said about meetings, I thought really it's, it's funny, but it also resonates, right? Like <laughs> as a product manager, product owner, like, you know, the meetings are critical. Um, but as a developer, <laughs> you just want to code. They're just a hindrance. Yeah, for sure. You got to find that nice middle ground on both sides. Right. So absolutely. Kind of, it was very fun to hear, hear about your journey and, and some of the, the things you've been working on. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's helpful too, coming from a developer background, like I'm a little bit more able to help out or visualize how long it's going to take a developer to do something than maybe someone who doesn't have any background in that at all. And I think it's also helpful that like I came from that side where I'm like, I hate meetings. Please don't make me go on this meeting to like now I'm scheduling meetings for developers to me, hopefully my team agrees. And if they don't, I'm going to keep working on it. But like, I try to, I, I don't want to schedule a meeting if there's really no point to it. I want to, I want to keep things on point, um, moving along. And if we don't need to be talking anymore, there's no need for it. So let's let the developer do what they want to do, which is write code. So hopefully, I don't know. I think coming from my developer background, it's, it's been helpful. Yeah, I mean, anyone that was a developer that moves into kind of a different position, I think, is in a really good a good spot. They're going to have that special set of skills, like you mentioned, that technical side that you know. I've always felt I was very fortunate in the position I am because I am a developer too, and I'm running a company. Um, many of the, if you look at the other agency owners out there, uh, many of them are not developers, and um, I think that would be extremely difficult. It, I know it is because I talk to them and we're friends, and it is difficult because they don't know. Um, on the surface, if they're looking at something, they're, oh yeah, that's correct what I'm hearing, or something doesn't sound right, that's not adding up. I need to dig in more. Like they don't necessarily have that direct knowledge, so they really have to lean on their their team and their leadership team. Um, but just having that background as being a developer, whatever other role you end up in, it, in my opinion, is only going to help you excel. 
um, you know, in that new role. So, um, cool. Well with that, Bob, why don't we, uh, why don't we go ahead and wrap it up? Um, and Joseph, why don't you let everyone know where they could find you online if they want to connect? So the best way to reach me or Cody or anyone is just tweet us at Modifex or, uh, just go to modeffect.com and fill out the contact form. I keep an eye on that too. So Awesome. Yeah, definitely check out Mode Effect. They got a lot of really great content up there. Cody and I always like to talk and strategize about our, our content <laughs> marketing yeah. um, plans because he's he's always just put out a lot of great content. So even if you don't necessarily work with Mode Effect, check out their content because there's just a lot of really good tips and tricks when running the e-commerce store um, over on their blog there. So I was just going to say, like, hopefully we're launching a redesign of our site this year at some point too, using blocks. So, all right. We'll hold you to that because there's there's nothing harder to launch than your own website. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know it's been a work in progress for far too long. If you have some extra time, I have a I I need someone to build my website. Read so. <laughs> I need someone to work on my <laughs> my blog that I haven't updated probably for six years. We we have a new design and, and probably just like you, new design ready to go, and we have no time to build it. So <laughs> <laughs> classic cobbler shoes, right? That's why I'm hiring somebody, right? Yeah, I heard you're hiring a good one of the top agencies in the world. So I'm excited to see what they produce, Bob. Yeah, yeah, I know. We'll, we'll have to talk yeah, about there's that. A little tease. Keep an eye on Do The Woo uh, website. Yes. And you'll see what's coming soon. Uh, but we definitely want to thank our two pod friends as well. Make sure you check them out at nexus.net and yoast.com. Uh, Bob, anything anything else you want to mention before we wrap up? No, nope, I think that's it. Yeah, and you know, on the Yoast thing, you know, they have that summer school. I mentioned it earlier in the show, and, um, you know, that actually starts on the day of the show. And I, I'm pretty sure you can, you know, sign in afterwards and catch up on it. But they have some uh, cool stuff four sessions that should be pretty interesting so that's right i'm gonna be checking that out as well yeah i think that's about it awesome well for bob i'm brad with do the woo and we will catch you on the next episode <laughs>